Hey, y'all. I'm Father Jason Emerson, the rector of the Episcopal Church of the Nativity in Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia. You have tuned in to the Nativity Podcast, where we explore the love of God through scripture, reason, and tradition. So we've been looking at the book of Ephesians the last couple of weeks, and this week we're going to look at chapter 3, specifically uh, Ephesians three fourteen through 21, which is a lectionary reading. I think we read it last month um, in July, so it's in year B. And first I want to take a look at the beginning of this passage. Paul writes, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. So that's verse 14. Now that phrase, for what reason, is interesting, because when we read it as a lectionary passage, that's where we start. So we can think that it's what comes after that, for this reason, colon, and then there's the reason is it given. But actually, it's a the prepositional phrase for this reason refers back to what happened in the previous part of the chapter, the first half of the chapter. Verse 6 says, The Gentiles have become fellow heirs, members of the same body, and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So the reason that Paul bows his knees before God it's because God is the source of all, and the understanding that God is the source of all, Paul comes to realize in the experience of Jesus Christ, through which is the good news. We'll get into more of this in just a second, but Paul is offering up gratitude in this passage that the Gentiles have been grafted into the body of Christ, that there is no longer us versus them. And this is huge, this this work of reconciliation is the work of the good news, the work of the Holy Spirit uh, that comes from the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ as the incarnation of God, the source of all. So in Christ, there is no longer us versus them. This is huge. It's huge. I've been recently reading the book, Mysteries of Faith by Mark McIntosh. He's an Episcopal priest and theologian. And in it, he explains that God is the source that enlivens us. God is the source that creates the capacity within us to be fully alive and aware and become completely who we are intended to be. God is the source of that. Now, somewhere along the way, we forget that God is the source of what enlivens us, and we begin to think that it is the stuff of this world, the stuff we get and the stuff we do that makes us fully who we are, job titles or possessions or uh, honors or things we own uh, and stuff we get to have. Um, we begin to think those what make us fully who we are. And we take this distortion even further and we begin to think of others as our rivals in getting what we need to become fully who we are supposed to be. Paul in Ephesians is writing about God's power, the great things God has done to reconcile us with those we call other, to remove our delusion of rivalry. In the life, death, 
resurrection and ascension of Jesus, we come face to face with the reality that no external power on earth or even all creation can separate us from God's love, can separate us from the source of our becoming. Thus, our rivalry is exposed as delusion and shedding that delusion enables us to love others and all creation as God loves us. That's reconciliation. Now, at the end of this passage, the end of the third chapter, Paul is overwhelmed by this power of God. In the NRSV, the version we usually read in church, it's translated as, Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now, for morning and evening prayer, there's a diff- in the prayer book, there's a different translation that I find even more poetic and compelling. It's glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. Paul is overwhelmed at what God has done, and Paul knows there is more God can and will do working through the reconciled community, working through us. This is freeing. It is the ultimate freedom when we no longer look upon other people as rivals, as things that are in our way to us becoming and instead, look upon them as fellow human beings who are also who who also come from God, who God is also the source of their being and their becoming. We have the same source, the same origin, the same power that is driving us towards becoming who we're supposed to be. And then we're able to live in love and walk in love and speak in love. So as we reflect on what God has done in our lives, the proper response is recognition and participation in all that God is yet to do. It is infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. It is overwhelming. We get the privilege and the chance to share God's love, to be a part of the work of Jesus, to expose the delusion of rivalry. And we do that through loving others as a response to God's grace for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. That concludes our podcast today. If you came to the podcast via Facebook, please like, comment, and share it around. If you are a subscriber through iTunes, we'd really appreciate a five-star rating and review. You can find out more about all the ministries, of all of, you can find out more about God's ministries through the Church of the Nativity at nativityfto.org. Um, also, you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash nativityfto. It's the letter F as in Frank, T as in Tom, and O as in October. I'm Father Jason, and I'm reminding you that God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. <laughs>